You're ready to be premature wow, all impressive. over again. <laughs> wow, that's that's quick, impressive. Quick, quick, quick reset. Yeah. Quick reset. Last night was Ramos Jizz. Jizz. Who knew the job was pro bono? I was so high that um, I shit myself at some point. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, get still here. Somebody, somebody, everybody mute. Goddamn it, you're killing me. My SEAL Team 6 went to SEAL Team 12. <laughs> There's nothing wrong with punching above your weight. The punch you get better. Well, I don't know what's worse. You're a ginger or you've been vaccinated. You sit around and drink and solve the world's problems, right? Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. We are here. It is a new week, and it is another phenomenal topic. Uh, uh, amazingly enough, I, I had Haas bring this to my attention this week, and so this is what we're going to talk about. Unfortunately, uh, as always, it's with a heavy heart that you know we are down 50% this week. Uh, both Grinch and Mac were indisposed and could not make it today. Um, you know, we we waited as long as we could um, and simply, simply they'd, they'd got rather, tired of waiting. They'd rather be out there living their lives and not right. hanging out with us. Like, I don't losers. I, mean, I want I'd want to hang out with us. Yeah. yeah. You you are hanging out with us. I mean, that's my point. Um, and look, if you are, if you have been an avid listener of this show, maybe you've jumped into two, three, four, five, six episodes, doesn't matter. Uh, you know, if you know the format here, if you're not on our show, you know what happens, you know what's coming, and you accept what's coming when you That's decide right. other things are more important than it's dedicating time. Blanche, not participate. Right. Uh, so, so you know, we have given them their their final cigarette. We have tied mm -hmm. them up against the firing post, mm -hmm. and uh, look, this Last should come. Meal as, has been given as yes, well. Yeah. This should come as no surprise to them. And if it does, frankly, I'm disappointed in them because they they got to know. Um, gotta so know. we're not going to waste our time. We are geared up. We are ready to go. Haas and I brought the ammunition, and we are prepared, brother. I appreciate yep. you joining me. How are you doing today, brother? I think I'm great. I appreciate you joining me today. Right. I, I, I would like it if others appreciated joining us today, but but I, I get it. Yes. Life, life gets happens. in the way. Yeah, it life does. happens. Life gets in the way and priorities Re and adulting and all that stuff. Regardless or yep. irregardless, whichever so, word you choose to use, Haas and I, I will be holding know. each other's hands, skipping down that yellow brick right. road together. We're going to be locking arms together. That's it. And we will yep. be enjoying ourselves. That's right. Um, Drinks and all. All right. So, hey, drinks. You mentioned drinks. Let's go ahead and jump into our drinks, brother. Obviously, there's only two of us, so we can flip a coin if you want to go first or I'll go first. I don't care. I'll just go ahead and tell you. All right. What you got? I decided to pull out, and I think I've done this before, but it's been a while. I decided to pull out the Barracuda. Uh, Ooh, I put some Barracuda. Don Papa rum. You're right. Okay. Some Galliano, pineapple juice, lime juice, and Prosecco. And okay. that is what I'm having today. It, it sounds... It definitely sounds familiar from the name standpoint. Uh, what's in it again? The rum? Don Papa's. So, so it's rum, but you chose yeah. Don Papa's. I, I, yeah, I chose Don Papa. Gotcha. Um, so it's rum, Galliano, pineapple juice, lime juice, and Prosecco. I mean, I don't know how I feel about this. We get the four of us together. It's it's one spirit on a on a ice cube in a glass and yeah. then it's just me and you and look at you you have upped your game single-handedly I mean, you know i'm trying because i realized that you know being down 50 percent of our of our um our, our cohorts uh that i needed to bring something more than just something over a cube i mean i couldn't in reality i couldn't i couldn't toe that line this you week. couldn't look yourself in the mirror at the end of the day yeah, i figured it's... i should step it up a, a little bit at least a little yeah. bit man brought his a plus game 
so, hey, look, I, I appreciate it. I, I'm going to say it's because it's me that you mm -hmm. did it. But, hey, mm -hmm. whatever reason. I didn't you want you to be out there twisted alone in the breeze by yourself like that. That's not cool. I love it, and I appreciate it. Uh, all right, so the Barracuda, coincidentally, Heart Song, 1977 Barracuda, but that's not probably where it gets its name from. Maybe it's because this thing will come up and bite you in the ass. Let's find out over the next See, that hour. See, was, that, was, that was kind of my take. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. Uh, all right, so I'm going to go with mine. I decided to go with what's called a vodka cranberry blush. Ooh. And I've, I've done a vodka cranberry before, but this is a different recipe. If Again, if you know the show, you know I like my cranberry because I like my, my bladder and my kidneys clean. And uh, so I'm doing a vodka cranberry blush and it is equal parts, an ounce and a half for me, equal parts of vodka and orange liqueur, whatever that may be for you, Cointreau, doesn't matter, um, equal parts that. And then it is three ounces of cranberry juice, three ounces of orange juice. You put all of that into a shaker and you don't shake it. You stir it with the ice and then you strain it over ice. So this is what you get. It's almost like a pinkish oh, lemonade color you know if i poke the ice a little bit for haas mm, thanks then, buddy oh melts my heart oh that's actually pretty good i hadn't had that yet oh yeah vodka cranberry blush yeah. vodka cranberry and orange juice yeah that yeah. might absolutely i could have done it in a taller glass i mean honestly all, all of that sounds good to me vodka cranberry juice orange juice like you really can't go wrong right it definitely works i like all that. of those things by themselves are good a combination of all of those things are good can't and go wrong just, right yeah because it, it's basically what um it's a screwdriver and a bahama breeze had a slap baby. together yeah yeah right <laughs> had sex in a pinto That's in not, a dark alley right and boom this is what you get. And a gremlin. <laughs> well, brother, I appreciate you being here. Cheers to another good Cheers episode. We will Gross. hold it down. My man. All right. So as I mentioned, Haas, Haas uh, brought this to the table. And we've done this very seldomly on this show, this particular thing. Um, because generally people are, they are here. They're on time. They're ready to go. But again, when you are missing, you unfortunately wreak the havoc of that absence. And so here we are. Right. So Haas was like, you know what? They're not going to be here. What do you say? And I'm like, I'm all for it because I'm all about punishing you when you don't show up and do your homework. So that's what we're going to do. So I'm going to let Haas take it away and jump us into this. And uh, and and we will just see where things spiral to. You know, we it, plenty of holes, rabbit holes that we can go down. So I'm excited. Looking forward to this one. Uh, so if you're ready, I'm ready. Let's get started. Okay. So I I have to tell. So um, I think most people know that Mac and I were roommates in college. And being roommates, you know, it's just the two of you. You have a lot of time, downtime together. And you get to know each other really, really well. And, you know, I'm a food lover. He's a food lover. And so um, you get to know what your roommates' eating habits are. Even and if you don't want to. <laughs> right, exactly. I mean, for sure. And so the first the first topic that really kind of came up was, uh, does pineapple belong on pizza? Does pineapple belong on pizza? Do you want my honest opinion or what I think Fuck the yeah, masses want your my? Yeah, okay. no, no. I want your I want your honest opinion. I am perfectly fine with pineapple on pizza. Yes, I absolutely think there is a place. Because I have seen some wacky ass pizza in my time. I've actually spent time in Italy. Uh, I've been to Venice. I had pizza there. And I can tell you, they maybe here in America, we bastardize pizza, obviously, as we tend to do with all foods from uh -huh. uh, ethnicities from around the world. And so 
I have seen some wacky things on pizza in Italy, and I have seen some th wacky things on pizza here in America. So for me, yes, I absolutely people, oh, ham and pineapple. How can you do that? You're doing a disservice to pizza. And I'm like, fuck you, man. It's about what you like. It's it, it's like Grinch, Blanton's and Coke. He's a big no-go. I'll put mm. Blanton's and Coke together. Why? Because it's what I would like. Yeah, yeah. And so for me, yes, 100% pineapple can be on pizza. And if you have a problem with that, then that is your problem and yours alone. Okay. What about you? Do you do you think Mac is a pineapple on pizza kind of guy? Is Mac a purist or would he eat pineapple? I, I have never seen Mac eat pineapple on pizza. I would say I would say no. I don't you think say he no? would. I, I think yes. You think so? You think so? I think Mac's a yes on pineapple on pizza. And I think Grinch is a yes with pineapple on pizza. I think Although Grinch, Grinch may Grinch may be more of a purist. I mean I'm not sure. Does I trust... pineapple go well with beer, right? And you always have pizza and beer, and that's how I imagine Grinch consuming his pizza with a nice cold beer. Well, I, I, Brewery. I will say this: when it comes to Grinch and his culinary flavors, his culinary taste, I'm yeah. really at a loss. I, I think for me, it is much like him and his approach to you and John Wick Four. And if you listen to that mm -hmm. episode, which just got released, you know that Haas mm -hmm. is not a fan of John Wick Four and Grinch lacks understanding as to how that can be. For me, I think food is the same way. I lack understanding as to how Grinch can A, not like seafood. Yeah, me either. I don't understand it, bro. And by extension, doesn't like sushi. Yep. So I, I honestly don't know when it comes and to yet, culinary and yet, approach. And yet he does understand that Chick-fil-A is the best chicken sandwich out there. So, I mean, it, it confuses me. It confuses me. <laughs> so that's a conundrum because I'm not sure I can trust him. That's my point. After 30, we're going 33 years. I don't think I trust him when it comes to, to his culinary. Um, yes. Because okay, like when you, when you go, Oh, fucking seafood, let's do a crab boil. And he's like, no. And I'm like, what? And he's like, it's the fucking insects of the sea. No, thank you. And I'm like, what? I, I, where does that even come from? I don't give a shit if it's insects of the sea or not. It fucking tastes great. <laughs> it absolutely does. Don't care. And it doesn't have to be boiled, deep fried. Like I said, I right. will, I will destroy some sushi. Now I, I, I Mac, Mac will also destroy some sushi. He and I have put down some sushi before. Um, so yeah, it surprises me when it comes to Grinch and his approach to those things. So I I agree with you. I don't know if he's a purist when it comes to his pizza. It's not something we've ever talked about. I personally, I like pineapple. I don't mind it on my pizza. I do as well. I eat pineapple and ham all the time on pizza. Yeah. And, and and admittedly, two of the most famous popular pizza joints in the entire world are here in Vienna, not far from where we live. And there's one that we go to all the time, and it's called the Hawaiian, and you can have it. Correct me if I'm wrong, because Mrs. Haas and I are going to be going to Italy here in a couple of weeks. Italians don't put, like it's a no-no, right? To put pineapple on a pizza, right? I never saw pineapple. Yeah. But uh, I did see, and I'm trying to remember the name of it. This would have been 2011 when I was in Venice. I'm trying to remember the name of it, but it was a seafood pizza. Ha uh, Grinch, you will hate this. It was a seafood pizza, and it had like shrimp and scallops and octopus. I had and one that's what night. was on the pizza. The one down the street is called the Frutti di Mata. And it okay. has shrimps, um, um, what are they? Is it like clams is, or mussels? Well, yeah, of there's, some there's, kind? yeah, there's mussels and, and little squids. And then there's, a, what is it? The legastino. That's what I was thinking of. Okay. The, 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 like, they're like big ass fucking the bigger prawn shrimp, yeah. type shrimp. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And it's freaking amazing. I love it. It's yeah. so good. And and again, I have seen just about everything under the sun placed on a pizza. And so that's why I'm, I, I never understood where people are like, pineapple, how the fuck can you do that? And I'm like, 
what's wrong with pineapple? Do you eat pineapple? And they're like, love pineapple. Then what's wrong with it yeah, on pizza? Exactly. And not to mention pineapple has 10 times more vitamin C than oranges. So and, and let's, let's be honest. It's that combination from a palate standpoint, the sweet and the savory together, the saltiness right. of the ham, the sweet of the pineapple, the saltiness of cheese, the mozzarella cheese, and it just mm -hmm. works. Now, look, you can get them on garbage ass pizza. That's shit dough, shit sauce. Yep. But at the end of the day, the right place. If it's all done quality the right ingredients way. done the right yes. way. Yep, that's my point. It's fucking quality food. And and at the end of the day, if somebody's like, no, no pineapple, you know what? If that's how you want to live your life and you want to miss out on that, that's on you, not me. Because I'm yeah, not going to do that. I'm not hating on you. There you go. Keep on, keep on keeping on, yo. Well, there you go. And in case you haven't figured it out, our, we're doing a very quick rapid fire. These are our questions that we're debating. Haas came up with this. I think it's a, a phenomenal format. We've tried it like one other time and we thought, you know, what? we'll just run through as many things as we could get away with since the guys aren't here and we'll punish them along the way. Please don't think we're going to deviate and do anything differently. Uh, it is just how we do things here. So let's jump into our next one. Uh, what do we got here? Do you want to go in order or do you want to go by topic or do you want to, you want to be bopping around? You see a couple that are like, I I'm okay with be bopping around, but I did have one. It's, it's not okay. on your list. And I wanted okay. to ask this. Okay. Because you did have some on your list. Like the one on your list was what comes first cereal or the milk. I'm assuming that meant when you're putting together mm -hmm. your breakfast, right? Mm -hmm. In that vein, I have a question. Okay. When you're getting dressed in the morning mm -hmm. and you're putting on your pants. Mm hmm do you fasten then zip or zip then fasten? Uh, fasten. Then fasten zip. first, then zip. Mm -hmm. See, I'm the same way, man. It's fasten zip. And and like I asked my daughter, she goes, oh, I always zip first and then fasten. I'm like, I I'm thinking in my head, I'm like, what? I'm like, that just seems like an unnatural approach to putting on your pants. And, and I know people go, oh, do you put on the left leg or the right leg first, you know, and things like that. But ultimately for me, it's like, okay, do you button first? And then zip, or do you zip, then button up? Yeah. And and for me, button, it's always button. fasten zip yep. first. Yeah, you yep. fasten, button, then, then you zip it up. Yep, yep, yep. 100%. Okay. I want to make sure it wasn't just me living in some weird alternate fucking dimension. It's not. You're, okay. you're a dude. I, I, I mean, there's a reason we've been friends for, you know, three plus decades, because you fuck, we get it. We get each other. We get it. Like, yeah, I mean, except you know. Except don't that you know don't know where you went wrong with your kids, but <laughs> uh, it was probably because I started walking through the airport barefoot mm. in TSA. Maybe that's what oh. it was. That's you know you deviate that one. Didn't help matters any. That's right. for damn sure. It's the butterfly effect. Uh, effect. <laughs> you deviate in one place and everything else goes to shit. It just goes to shit. Yeah, that's what well, it is. That happens, bro. Uh, I, I know that wasn't on your list, but the minute yeah. I read the cereal cool. milk one, this one popped into my head. Uh, and I know we have at least one listener out there in my brother Loki who, when he hears that, is going to laugh because he's going to understand the reference and why I came up with that question. So I'm not. I don't want to give it away. I'm going to let that just linger out there for him because he's going to know and he's going to understand the question. But I want to ask you and get your opinion. Yeah, fair play. All right. But uh, I digress. The one that really stuck out to me, and I know this is going to be one probably that you and I will debate almost – I don't know how much of a debate there will be, but this is something that I think will be very important to you and I. And it was the question mm -hmm. on here, what has the right to basically claim it came first, American football or international football? Mm -hmm. Okay. And I, I imagine you all probably already know where I'm going to default to. Uh huh. Pretty uh, sure. But I'd like to know your opinion first. Uh, I mean, I. Because I know you it, live it, in two worlds be, here. Right. And to be more specific, too, the question really says who deserves to be called the real football? Right. American football or world football? And they say, or, or soccer, as, as we more commonly refer to it in the U.S. Um, 
I am perfectly fine with it being world football and American football, to be honest. Right. Uh, I'm that I think that's a, a perfectly healthy and reasonable um, compromise. But I think world football comes first. It's more popular around the entire world with more people following it. I mean, what was um this last Super Bowl was the most watched Super Bowl, and I think it had like what 17 million. I, I have to look it up, but it but I want to say it was like 17 million viewership or whatever, like very popular, most popular viewed Super Bowl in the last 20 years, or whatever. Right. Um, the World Cup final had what like almost a billion people watch it. <laughs> uh it is actually the final. In terms of viewership, 1.5 billion viewers watched the final, and mm-hmm. FIFA released data saying that the entire tournament resulted in nearly six billion people being engaged. Okay, so uh, there what, what were seven and a half billion people in the world? Six uh-huh. billion were engaged during the 30 days of World yeah. Cup in 2022. Yeah. yeah, whereas 200 million is what watched this most recent Super Bowl with the Chiefs and the Eagles, which was okay. an amazing Super Bowl, absolutely stunning, amazing, amazing game. Now, two great uh, teams. Two and great I will say this: franchises. if you you go, oh, two hundred million is a lot. If you don't understand the difference between six billion, or oh, let's just say viewers, one point five billion and two hundred million. If you don't understand the monumental difference in terms of viewership, go back to school and take math again, because that is you are not even in the same universe in terms of the number of people that is. Nope. So, uh, I I agree almost completely with what you said i know you're okay with you know american football international football i've always been in that weird camp of well you know in american football we only use the foot for two plays kicks like field goal kicks punts like that's it right kickoffs field goal kicks and punting where does why foot where the fuck did foot come from now they're like, oh you're not gonna call it handball we'll call it something else but we do get into that weird area when there is that crossover. And of course you go, well, yeah, but here in the States, you call it soccer. So there's no confusion. What happens in England where they call it football for soccer? And when American football now has made inroads in, in England and they call that American football, do they, how do they discern that? Yeah. I, and, and I, I have a couple friends from there. And so I, and one of them who lives here and I, and he's a big fan. They just refer to it as the NFL. Oh, okay. So they're not really football at all, just NFL. They just, yeah, they just reference NFL. Okay. Everybody knows. Yeah, yeah. And and so for them, it's football because uh-huh. that's their version of right soccer. Is what they call it. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, then I'm going to throw this at you. Soccer. Uh, in terms of the origins of soccer, more than two thousand years ago, a game in China called Suchu was the closest version of soccer at the time so over 2000 years ago it isn't until england 1863 that the they form a federation and it creates the rules for what we now know of as the modern version of football 1863 in england football here in america isn't started until 1869 so that's almost a seven-year difference so in my opinion based on those facts international football has the right to be called football american football has the right to be called something else i don't know what you call it but it isn't football. But th- again, that is my personal opinion. Yeah, but when you're a multi-billion-dollar industry, that is—I mean, look—and and and kudos to the NFL. They they're they're continually growing their brand. Right. Um, more and more um, games are being played over here. I think there's four going to be played in England. 
two at Tottenham and two at Wembley. And then I think there's another two that are going to be played in Munich uh, this year, this coming season. So they are finding a way to spread it around, play in more countries, drum up and more. Bro, I, I tell you what, you can't get a ticket. Like, I mean, that shit sells out in like legit minutes. Really? Mm-hmm. Yep. Well, and I, I, people are craving another brand of sports, right? I mean, that, over there. I mean, I mean, it's it's, it's action packed. You know, it's funny. So, <clears throat> I just had a buddy of mine over here. Shout out to Deep, who um, lives outside of London, and he loves the NFL. He's a huge Tampa Bay fan, actually. Um, had like custom Tampa Bay freaking kicks that he wore here. Um, he does not care for world football because, as he says. But A, it's boring, and B, they're, quote-unquote, a bunch of pussies. He says, they hit a blade of grass, and they fall down on the ground, and they roll around. And he goes, they, he, this is what he said to me just the other day. He says, they wouldn't last five minutes in an NFL game. They would just get clobbered. He goes, those are real gladiatorial men out there battling it out. And he goes, these prima donna pansies can't even run around without, you know, hurting something every 30 seconds and acting like, you know, it's the end of their life. Well, and I have to be honest, while I don't wholly agree with that sentiment, I do appreciate where he's coming from. And he's not entirely wrong as far as I'm concerned. Uh, yeah. And again, I, not to detract from his personal opinion, but if we are comparing apples to apples, let's remove football from the equation. And let's talk about American football compared to rugby. Okay. Um, yeah, yeah, no, those, those are, I mean, those, <laughs> no, those that's a I, yeah. I I have consumed quite a bit. I mean, I have watched rugby over the years. When we lived in Vegas, we used to go to the sevens, um, and um, I mean those are athletes, hundred yeah, percent athletes, and they and they are like no bullshit. Um, I've even attempted to play rugby a few times, um, w- with very little success because you have to be strong, you have to be fast, you have to be flexible, you have to be tough, you have to be smart. I mean, there's like, it's basically. Every character trait of an NFL player for each different position, <clears throat> all wrapped up into one. Right. Um, and and then of course I've been fortunate because uh, since moving here, I've met some people who are really into rugby, uh, and they were nice enough to uh, let me join them during rugby matches, and they would kind of teach me what was going on. And I have to agree with you. Um, I know exactly where you're headed with this, and I'm sorry that I've took over, but I, before you even say anything else, I'm I'm pretty sure I'm going to agree 100% with you. <laughs> Well, uh, yeah, I mean, when it comes to rugby, it is, you know, far and away a a more brutal sport than football. I mean, imagine taking football and removing all of the pads, removing the helmets. You're, you know, you're running. Basically, it's just you. Now you go, oh, well, it's 11 aside in football. It's 15 aside in rugby. So a few more players on the field. But those 15 players are required to play both sides of the ball. You are playing offense and defense and there isn't, Oh, well, you know, play stops. We remove the offense. We put the defense back in. No, those 15 players have to play both sides of the ball. So when you talk about the IQ they're required to have versus American football, there's no comparison because they well, and are, there's, there's no stop and play really. I mean, even, even when you don't get the ball back and it stops and you get a scrum or it changes possession or whatever, I mean, it's just, you're going nonstop. Right. Right. And, and again, they're, Oh, well, you know, scrumming the ball, like you're, you're putting a lot of guys in a dog pile. It is strenuous. There is, you know, a ton of activity. It is a no stopping game, except when you have like a side out or something for a throw in. Uh, but even then, 
and I think this is where people kind of lose it is they just don't understand the game. And I think if, if they understood how the game worked, it would probably be more popular here in the States because it is a phenomenal game to watch. And I know we're digressing from the initial topic, but yeah, but that's right. This is our podcast, baby. It is. But if you're talking apples to apples, if somebody's going to go, Oh, well, soccer players are pussies, football players are real dudes. Okay. Then what are rugby? Like they're on a whole nother level in terms of what they do. Couldn't agree more. So, all right, brother. I, I had a feeling that's where you were headed. And and yes, I would say since I started watching more rugby I, I, in these last couple few years, my appreciation has nothing but waned. I mean, or waned, waxed. I guess it would be Waxing waxed. poetic? It would, yeah, it wouldn't wane, right? It wouldn't go away. <laughs> You're getting better. You're getting more. I've become more it. interested and more appreciative of the less. sport known as rugby. Yeah, yeah. There you go. There we go. Yep. Uh, let, let's stay in this avenue. Let's stay in this avenue okay. based on the, the line of questioning you have. I know you're into it and I know I'm into it. So this is an easy question for you and I formula one racing. Yeah. And one of your questions is are race car drivers truly athletes? I, I um, would have said many years ago, no, because I've often argued with brother Haas and Papa Haas that NASCAR drivers are athletes because they sit in a car and they make a bunch of left-hand turns for like three hours right now they're doing it at 180 miles an hour no no disrespect but i don't i don't i don't i don't see sure okay so you have to have a strong bladder right (laughs) or wear a diaper you have to be able to like stay focused for three hours like okay but what kind of physical toll are you putting on your body to call yourself an athlete right and then i started getting into f1 racing and I started watching that drive to survive. And I started watching, you know, like I've, I've, I've bought all the apps and stuff. So like when the four, when the race comes on, I'm watching the race on one screen. And I got another one with like the track up and all the cars and how fast they're going and who's where and tires. And, and, and so here's what I'll say. Um, yeah, I, I think to some degree they're an athlete, but I think to compare them to like a rugby player or a hockey player, I, I, I think that's a bit far-fetched. Okay. So, but again, when we say athlete, I guess it, it is a matter of defining the terminology of athlete. And I would agree with you that for me, NASCAR, right? You, you get in the car, you start, you roll around. Generally, most NASCAR races start on a rolling start, which means they're already up to speed when the flag goes or the pace car's gone, you know, and, and it is literally, you're in high gear, unless something happens, you're in high gear for most of the race save coming into pit or if there's an accident, but you generally stay in high gear and you are running about 180 miles an hour in continual left-hand turns. Let's take a comparative look at F1. And we're going to just look at Silverstone, which is kind of the home of F1 racing there in England. That's where it started. And it is one of the preeminent race courses that F1 drivers drive on. In a single race, in one lap, I'm sorry, in one lap around Silverstone, the average typical number of gear shifts that occurs is 40, 40 gear shifts up or down. And the quickest, the quickest sequence of gear shifts is about 1.2 seconds for five down shifts going into turn three. So, you know, that a normal race can be anywhere from like 50 to 70 laps, depending on the length of the race course. So you're talking 40 shifts a lap times 50 laps. Yep. And you do the math very quickly, how many times you're going to be shifting. And that's just shifting. Now you're talking about the G-force loads that they're taking because they are traveling at high rates of speeds, downshifting to it's almost no movement. Load. 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> they're, they're then ramping back up very quickly. The, the stress on the neck, the stress on the body. And it is not, when you look at the driving position that an F1 racer sits in, that's not a normal driving position. They are basically no. laying down. Mm-hmm. And so their body is in a... Uh, um, what's the word I'm thinking of? It's, it's, it's not, it's not in a normal driving position yeah, it's not to, in be a natural the, position, right? to it's then a, be doing all of the things that they have to do within the cockpit of a car. So for me, I would say, yes, I've, I've watched some of these things. If you've watched drive to survive, you've seen some of the workouts, like they are hooked up to machines to strengthen the neck because of the G force loads. When you're coming into a turn at a high rate of speed and you're downshifting and braking, if you are not physically prepared, it will force your head down into the steering wheel, but you got to keep your head up to navigate through a turn. So yeah, I absolutely think some of the workouts that these guys are doing and the way they have to keep themselves in shape. And it is, it is a constant, uh, grind in, in terms of the workouts that they have to yep. do to stay in top physical condition yep. condition. Let's be honest. You and I aren't climbing into an F1 nope. at our weight. Nope. <laughs> I mean, these guys are, We're- Neither one of us are petite enough. enough to get that, into that it. is the one thing I would agree. I mean, they they have to be petite, but they also have to be very well conditioned right. for their size. Yes. Yeah. Because- no, I I agree. I I just again, yes, they're athletes with a caveat. You know how I feel about my caveats. Yes. I mean, if yeah, I if you're going, they're not a rugby player athlete. Hell right. no, I would totally agree with you there. Yeah. But I would absolutely say they are athletes. Like, if all of a sudden the world as we know it ends tomorrow and we're back to like, you know, having to hunt and gather and we're picking, we're picking our kickball teams to like go hunt and gather. I mean, I'm pretty sure I'm not going to be choosing F1 drivers or NASCAR (laughs) drivers before I'm choosing rugby players and, you know, world football or even American football players, right? Like I'm going to be picking athlete athletes. So you're not going to be picking Landon Norris? No, (laughs) I mean, maybe to like braid hair. Oh, okay. Well, there's that. (laughs) Leave some baskets. There is a place. I, you know, I, I've been following F1 for uh, close to 25 years. And, you know, I, I 100% think they are athletes with what the rigors that they put themselves through and the grind. And again, you know, because you follow it now, how many races they're doing, 22, 23 races a year. And, you know, they get like two or three months off between the, the races or I mean, between the seasons. And, but, and then there's a mid-season break for a month. Right. But I mean, it is a grind it, and kind of a brutal grind in terms of it isn't just like here in the States, right? Oh, well, you know, if you play for a football team, yeah, you're traveling from, you know, Tampa to Atlanta to play the Falcons or they, to Charlotte. They, they legit travel all over the they world. They are traveling the fucking world. Yep. Never mind the logistics of moving an entire team, the cars, all the support staff, all of the equipment, but the drivers are constantly traveling. You know, and they're on planes. And so, I mean, it takes a toll on the body to be doing that nine months out of the year. I mean, bro, I can tell you just having to like travel back and forth from here to the States and like it, it takes weeks, weeks. Now, granted, I'm much older than these kids, but right. it does. It takes weeks to recover. Uh, well, Fernando Alonso's in his 40s, I think. Yeah. So you're not that much older. But again, even at that age, you go, that dude's he, he's putting some a toll on his body at his age. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sebastian Vettel, sure. who just retired from F1 racing, same thing was was put. I mean, that's some abuse that you're putting on your body at that age. I would agree. So but you're right. I mean, a lot of these guys, they they don't tend to have long careers, you know, because it is an abusive sport to the body. Uh, you know, especially when you get into a, what was it last year when they had the porpoising on the cars, they were too low to the ground and just banging against the ground and their spines, 
Uh, and they were all complaining about it. Yeah. Lewis Hamilton came out and he's like, my spine is just getting abused because the car is just banging at 190 miles an hour, banging against the the asphalt all the way down a straight. And yeah. so that was one of the things they had to work out. So I know last season was brutal for them for that reason. I will say the one thing that, that I give credit to, to race car drivers that other athletes don't get from me is they could legit die every single, any single time they, they climb into that vehicle. Yes. It, I don't, I don't feel that with other sports. I don't feel like other sports are that there's not that degree of imminent danger. Right. It's not that, it's not that they're safe and, and, and there's not any danger. I just don't feel like it's that much of an imminent danger to them. No. And I, what most sports like, uh, you know, you break an ankle, you blow out a knee or, you know, it's not a life threatening situation. But yes, every time they are strapping themselves into a car, and of course, like with all sports, technology being what it is, they're constantly trying to mitigate as many issues as possible. But at the end of the day, you are strapping yourself to a 200-mile-an-hour rocket, and yep. walls, even with technology, walls are in, they're unforgiving, even well, if they're – and, 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 and I think the reason F1 um, personally um, interests me more than NASCAR is because it's, it's road races, right? So it's like right. you have to constantly be shifting – what you're doing and right. you have to get into that groove and then being able to pass and stuff where it's just driving in circles. Like you'd be, you'd be bored. If you were a NASCAR driver, you'd be like, I'm fucking bored. I'd, I'd be like, where's my DS switch? <laughs> left hand turn, <laughs> left hand turn. Oh, I mean, another just... left hand turn. Yeah, right. Exactly. Like, I'm so, good. all right. So there we go. I think we both agree. F1 uh, race car. We'll, we'll say race car drivers are athletes. Okay. Mm -hmm. NASCAR, maybe we can, with an we, we can, we can, yeah, we can argue that one way or the other, but I would say, yes, race car drivers are hundred percent athletes. All right, brother, pick a question. Let's go. Um, I mean, while we're on some, some good ones, I, I really feel like this isn't like the most important, but it's one I want to know the answer to which Chris is the superior Chris, Chris Hemsworth, Chris Pratt, Chris Evans. Uh, I read this question and I mean, that's like trying to answer I guess I fuck. I can't say that because I can't say their names on the show. <laughs> Which yeah, yeah, David's yeah. the best. Uh, I guess when I read this question, I was a little disappointed because that seems like a very small cross section. Because immediately I go, "Well, there's Christopher Lee, there's Christopher Walken, there's Christopher Plummer, there's Christoph Waltz. Any of those four for me are better than the three you named. So are we just saying those three? Well, I mean, because of the whole Marvel universe, I think is the thing. Do I? Yeah. Do, I mean, the, the, uh, Marvel, really? Do I got to do that? I mean, you don't. You you can pass. You, Look, you know. I mean, honestly, if we're doing that, and if that is your caveat to this question, I'm going Chris Hemsworth. And I think you know why. What character does he play? Uh, yeah, I know. Yeah, he plays Thor. That's okay. the end of this conversation. Let's move on. <laughs> okay. Fair play. Uh, no, do you, have, do you have a particular... I know you like Marvel. I know you're a Marvel not, guy. Yeah, I'm not a huge Chris Pratt fan. Um so I kind of go back and forth between Hemsworth and Evans, but I kind of feel like I like a lot of the stuff more that Hemsworth has done over Evans. So I would lean Hemsworth. Yeah. I don't mind Chris Pratt as Peter Quill, uh, as Star-Lord. Because I like the Guardian movies. Now, mm -hmm. I haven't seen the latest one, but oh, the first two, I do like the Guardian movies. I don't mind his character. And if we're going... I think if we're going straight on the three characters, take the actor out of it for a moment and we say the three characters, I would say for me, Peter Quill is probably 
probably one of the characters I tend to gravitate more towards. Fair now, play. Uh, all day long, I'll be a fat Thor fan. Yeah, yeah. In that particular movie, Endgame, uh, I thought that was one of his best roles for Chris Hemsworth as Thor. But, uh, you know, wasn't a big fan of the first Thor. Wasn't a, definitely wasn't a big fan of Dark World. I thought that was a dog shit movie. Yeah, Ragnarok. I kept falling asleep during it. Yeah. When Ragnarok came out, I went, okay, now you've got my attention. I see you. Yeah. Um, For Love and Thunder, I was I wanted that movie to be better than it was. I know. And and again, I'm, I'm not Same. trying to devolve into the movie itself because we're talking about the actors, but it was disappointing. That movie was disappointing for me. Agreed. Same. Coming off of Ragnarok. But uh, yeah, I would say namesake, Chris Hemsworth. But for me personally, the character, I like Peter Quill's character in Guardians of the Galaxy. Now we may get to three and three may be dog shit. I haven't seen volume three yet, but yeah, I, I don't know that I can just say yes, one or the other. Where do you, you, you think Mac and Grinch fall on this one? Uh, Well, knowing Mac's approach to movies, I'm not sure he's seen any of these movies to make a judgment call because you know how he is. So he needs to probably put these on his goddamn list. Fair play. Um, Grinch? Yeah. Uh, I think he's, I mean, a, I think remove, he's an uh, Evans guy. I, do. I, I was going to say the same thing. Something tells me Chris Evans is going to be probably yep. his cup of tea. Yep. I think he's a Chris Evans guy. I think yeah. he's a Captain America. Yeah. That's what yeah. I think. He probably thinks he has America's ass. Mm-hmm. And and so Grinch has America's ass. Yep. Yep. So yep. he, yeah, he probably tries to identify with that. I could see that he's wrong. Maybe not like John Wick four wrong. Like you would well, say he was, I mean, but he's wrong. You know. You know, you know, the thing is, is I mean, he's not wrong often, but when he is, like with John Rick before, he's colossally wrong. It is, it is it's monumentally it's, wrong. It's, it's it's quite a doozy. I'm sorry, I can't go down this road with you. He's not here to defend it, and I don't want to get swayed one way or the other. So I'm sorry, but I can't really agree or disagree with you we on John can, Wick 4. And we both know what, what, you're typing down you want to. what you're typing to me in chat right now while you're winking and giving <laughs> me the a thumbs bastard. up. You're a bastard. Uh yeah, I I would say yeah, he's a Chris Evans guy. Mac again, I'm not sure he's seen enough of the movies to even make a judgment call. But and and honestly, Chris Evans is probably my least favorite of those. Hmm. So okay, fair play. All right, what All you right. got? What, what's your next one? Uh, my next one, I saw it and I wanted to ask about it. Hold on, let me go back to my list. Okay, I, I, I'm gonna ask this one. This one was one I was like, okay, because you're a music guy, I'm a music guy. So let's talk about music for a moment. Yep. Um, I'm not a boy band fan, but one of your questions was, hold on, here we go. Is NSYNC a better boy band than the Backstreet Boys? Now, are you a boy band fan? I mean, not particularly, no. He's <laughs> like, nope. Um, I mean, I I remember our childhoods. I remember what was that in like uh, the early mid 90s the boy band craze. And I remember, you know, girls just swooning over these, these boys and these bands. And I know now with K-pop, I have a couple of nieces that are really into these K-pop boy bands and how cute those guys are. And like, I mean, I, I get it. I, I understand the appeal um, to a certain degree, but it's not my style of music. Right. Um, and but it's you also, appreciate talent, but I, I do. Uh, and I, and I appreciate people who work really hard at their craft um and try to put out quality you know art right and so i don't begrudge i just it's not really my 
my cup, cup of tea. tea. Yeah. So um, I would say I love Jessica Beale. Therefore, she's married to Justin Timberlake. And I like Justin Timberlake quite a bit. So I would probably just, based on that, say sync. Okay. And, yeah. and that's, that's perfectly fine. Uh, now, according to the results and when I Googled and I was looking this up, now they both kind of hit the scene. Their, their precursor was the new kids on the block. Mm-hmm. Okay. Oh, that's they, right. Well, yeah. And that wouldn't even mention them, did it? Right. New kids on the block was kind of the precursor for the boy bands for our generation of boy bands. Okay. But uh, yeah, if we're talking backstreet and in sync, they're both formed very close together in terms of when they came up. Now, in terms of record sales, backstreet has outpaced in sync in terms of, in terms of album sales. So they, if we're, if we're looking at who's more successful in that regard, uh, Backstreet wins hands down. But one of the things I saw was while Backstreet did turn out more albums and has better record sales, NSYNC managed to turn out one of the most most prolific artists, and you've already mentioned him, mm-hmm. in terms of Justin Timberlake, who managed to go on and, and turn what he started at NSYNC into a phenomenal individual career, both in singing, he's done acting. So uh, I think if, if you're talking... Just bands, Backstreet Boy would hold the top honor in terms of their ability to put on a show and sell record sales. They also had the ability, and this was one of the things like they were, I saw a thing comparing them to New Kids on the Block. Backstreet had a way of harmonizing for music in a way that no other boy band was able to do in, in any song that they did. And they said New Kids on the Block, one of the benefits of New Kids was every individual character in that band had a very distinct way in which they sang, which was great for songs, but Backstreet brought in this harmonization with their music that new kids didn't possess. And so I think they were, you know, in terms of being neck and neck in the ability to, you know, swoon teens, because obviously that's who they catered to. But yes, I think Backstreet holds top honors in terms of overall who was the, the biggest of the boy bands from that both coincidentally both founded by lou perlman in orlando yeah you know the scam about that yes guy, right? fuck yeah man and it and it was a scandal and you know but he launched a lot of careers in terms of and that was his bread and butter just he would just grab guys put them together create a boy band grab more guys put them together create a boy band and in the 90s that was it just seemed like we had boy bands all the time and yeah, it was like but, for but, fuck's but, sake well, well but here here's the thing and this is why i'm not mad about it so we had some amazing music come out in the nineties. I mean, some phenomenally amazing music, you know? I mean, there was the year where we had what, like Pearl jams, STP freaking, I mean, yeah, Nirvana. Nirvana. I mean, obviously like the entire these, grunge movement just, in the just, early nineties. Yeah, I mean, it was amazing. I yes. mean, three eleven coming out of the nineties, you know, like, yep. uh, that's Scott when they Rock, really right? hit their I mean, stride. Right. Like, so I'm not mad. There could be plenty of boy bands out there because, uh, you know, there was other great options of music to listen to. Absolutely. And you know what? I guess Lou and in, in all of his dysfunction and scandal, he did have one. He got one thing right. No one ever went broke uh, catering to the lowest common denominator. And that's what True. he did. He created bands that catered to the widest range. And he knew he was at least smart enough to know where's the market. How can I reach that boy bands, uh, teenage girls and that's right. I mean, they all I mean, made look money. At, you look at the monkeys and the Beatles, and he just he he knew he knew that he could create cookie cutter versions of that. Right. 
and and make a shit ton of money. And he was hundred percent correct on that. And again, you look. Can you name me a Backstreet Boy? Um, AJ McCarron, not McCarron. McCarron. <laughs> I wanted to say AJ McCarron. <laughs> AJ McLean. Is that right? Nick Carter. Nick Carter Nick. was one of them. Okay. Uh, right. I'm a, right. I'm sure. I'm, what how the fuck should I know? <laughs> Do he's I the older brother. Like... He's the older brother to Aaron Carter, right? And Aaron Carter just recently just tried to pass away. away. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I yeah, think that's right. right. I think that's right. I think you are right. I think he was definitely one of them. Uh, one of them swoony ones. AJ McLean, Howie DeRoe, Nick Carter, Kevin Richardson, Brian Luttrell. Yep. Okay. Outside of outside of Justin Timberlake, can you name me another Backstreet? Um, Joey. Was it Joey Fatone? There you go. Was that right? Yes, sir. JC uh, Shaz- Chase, uh, Joey Fatone, Chris Kirkpatrick, and Lance Bass. Yeah. And then obviously Justin Timberlake. And and again, but when you look at what they did, JT was the only one that went and did anything of yep. note. The yep. other four just disappeared. And the backstreet, I mean, outside of the, you know, those five didn't really go on and do much of anything else. So, but you also had O Town. You had ninety eight degrees and uh, oh, that's Nicholas right. Shea. Nicholas Shea, yeah, that Nicholas guy. Shea. That guy. Yeah. And right now, right now, our listeners are going really for somebody that doesn't listen to boy bands. You sure do know a lot, fuckface. Well, I know to music. Give, to give fuckface the credit, fuckface really loves music, and he's really tuned in and dialed into all styles of music. He is not prejudiced. No. On music, he he is a lover of the arts. Exactly. We appreciate, we appreciate that about you, fuckface. Yeah, thank you. See, that's why I'm glad you're here. Okay, so uh, since we, you did it before, let's do it. So, who would who would uh, Grinch be into? I mean, I, I think Grinch falls in the to the J- Justin Timberlake in sync camp. You think so? I do. I, I think he's a closet. I think he's a closet boy band guy. I know he sends out a lot of heavy music. I know yeah, he's yeah. a big fan of heavy music and he's constantly bet, spamming us, but I think I bet, I bet when the girls were young, I mean, I bet it wasn't, it wasn't Mrs. Grinch. Listening in the car with the girls. That, right. It wasn't, it wasn't Mrs. Grinch. It was, it, it was, it was him. Yeah. It was him teaching the girls the proper boy band etiquette and lineage. And yeah, yeah. I think he sure. doesn't want to openly admit it. Maybe there's some embarrassment there, but I definitely think he he's got that, that boy band twinkle in his eye. I'm willing to bet he's got a boy band tattoo on his body somewhere. He hasn't shown us yet. He probably hides it with all the other shit he's got on his body. He does. Mm. It's one of those first ones you get, and then you know you get stuff around it, so it doesn't. It's not as glaring. I, I think that something it's there. on that giant back piece that he has. I'm I'm willing to bet you there's some there's some boy band tribute love in there somewhere. I, I look. I am not going to disagree with you there. 100. percent Mac, what about Mac? Now, see, Mac is a weird mm. one because his his taste in music, I think he could very easily slip into the boy band genre. Yeah, I think so too, and I think he'd definitely be a Backstreet Boy guy for sure. I think he might. He likes old school. I think he'd go new kids on the block. Okay, fair play. You're right. He does. He does tend to go OG. He's yeah. Max, 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 the original OG of OGs. That's it. I, I'm thinking OG new kids 11. for him. New kids yeah, yeah. for okay. him. Definitely. Fair play. Yeah, they just don't want to admit it. I don't know why, but it is what it is. I don't uh, either, man. I mean, we are what we are. Yeah. All right, let, let's jump to another one. Um, that one was you. So let's go with. Uh, I mean, this is a quick, easy one. Which which way should the toilet paper be facing? Over or under? You want the truth? Yeah. I don't give a fuck as long as it's on the roll when I sit my ass yeah, down. Okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I have a problem with that too, actually. In this, how many? How many of us have been there? You sit down and you're like, "Fuck," 
mm-hmm. and you know it's across the fucking room in the cabinet mm-hmm. and you're mm-hmm. doing that little fucking shit walk where you're like <laughs> just trying to shimmy to the cabinet to get <laughs> the fucking toilet don't paper. want to dookie on myself we have all been there Again. because you know the last person they're like god yeah. damn it they took the last yeah. fucking toilet paper yep. and you're stuck mm. And I, and it, I, I don't know why it is. It is never until you sit down and you've started that you notice it. And uh-huh. it's, it's that's not because like, that's not what you're focused on. You're focused no, on not shatting yourself. Shitting yourself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. hundred <laughs> percent agree, bro. I but I actually do care. I I do believe that it should be over, not under. So it needs to be not a not a mullet, but over the front. Yep, over the front. And I would agree with you by and large, hundred percent. That is generally how it should be. But there's nothing worse than nothing being there. Or, or you go to pull it and it's like two ply and it's, it's like two drags. little sheets, yeah, two little fucking sheets, and it tears on you and you're like, you uh-huh. motherfuckers. My, I, I'll tell you right now that uh, Mama Haas, one of the, one of the biggest complaints I have with her is is you, you got to buy a better quality toilet paper. Like when we roll up there, we we've been known to like go on a toilet paper run before we even go by the house. You have to be prepared. Yeah. Yeah. And there are people that, you know, I'm not going to name any names, Mac, but there are people that when they buy stuff, especially, I guarantee you, he's probably got like, uh, um, probably very soft, almost like rose petally fucking toilet paper in his bathroom. But you go in the guest bathroom uh-huh. and, and it's like, I can push my sandpaper. No, I can put it's oh, like super no. thin. Okay. And, and so- you're like, so he's got the quality TP up in the For master himself. bathroom, right, 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 right. And then you get to yours, and you're he's like, got, uh, he's got he's got the bathers from coming to America, right, in his bathroom to clean himself. And for you, it's like a single ply, and you, you need you get a handful of leaves from the backyard. It's a you need to use a third of the roll just to wipe properly, and and it's like. And and it's because he's buying it in bulk at Costco for next to nothing. And so it's like, well, you know, I'm not using it. So why the fuck do I care? Well, I mean, okay. you gotta love a guy who buys his tequila and his toilet paper in the, same, the same place. You just do <laughs> mad love, mad uh, love. I'm not sure how Grinch does because I don't think Grinch does much of the shopping in his house. So I don't think he even, yeah. he doesn't strike me as the grocery shopping guy in no, his house. I would agree. I would, uh, I would 100% agree with that. Yeah. I do the shopping in my house and I will tell you that it's like uh, buying fat free ice cream or low fat mayonnaise. I, I don't skimp on those and I don't skimp on yep. the toilet paper. Right there with you, bro. Right this there with you. not going to fucking 100%. happen. In fact, um, um, Mrs. Haas found an online company. So we have our toilet paper and paper towels shipped to us um, for a myriad of reasons. Uh, but this company she found, it's 100% recyclable uh, stuff. So it's better for the earth. So we, we go through them. Very nice. Yep. Hey, uh, hey, as long as you're trying to help the planet, that's all that matters. Trying to help the planet every which way we can, sir. And your keister all at the same time. Damn right, because, you know, that's important. Uh, hey, uh, it's Friday nights, man. You need it in tip-top shape, you, don't bro, you? Bro, you know, Squeaky yes. Clean. Squeaky yes, clean. I cannot have, you know, a, a begrudged <laughs> bum going into Friday nights. We, we've see. got to be squared away yes. if we want to see the other side of that. Yeah. All right. Well, for our listeners at home, we're going to make the natural pivot here. Yep. We've talked about toilet paper and our bums. We're going to make the natural pivot to food. Okay. There we go. <laughs> so I, I have one, and I know I've mentioned this before on the show. I know. And it's going to yep. be the wing question. Yep. Uh-huh. Are boneless wings technically wings? No. No. What no. are they? They're chicken nuggets. Or they're chicken tenders. I'm okay with they're calling chicken them chicken tenders. tenders yeah, yeah, fine. But they're not no, chicken they're not fucking wings. wings. 
No, no. wings. And wings Mac, are bones and tendons if, and ligaments. And if Mac were here, he would argue this point because he doesn't see it that way, and he is wrong. I mean, a hundred percent, John Wick four wrong. Yeah, that's right. I mean, uh, I don't care what you say. It is. It's. Uh, it, it. It's not a boneless wing. It's. Or, I mean, it is a boneless wing, but it's not a wing, right? And I know right. we call it that, and we call it a wing. Well, hold on, because for one thing, let's be honest. Nine times out of ten, if you're not going to a quality chicken joint, all you're getting is pressed meat together. Anyway, right. So you can't call that a fucking wing. What is it when you see the making of chicken nuggets at McDonald's? It's like a pink slurry. Yeah, dude, don't. <laughs> I mean, that's definitely not a chicken. No, that's not I even chicken. I, I, I haven't eaten McDonald's in, a, in at least a decade and a half. Fuck that place. Say, uh, yeah. Um, but I am a diehard. One, and look, you ask about pineapple on my pizza. Yep. I'm not a purist when it comes to my pizza. But when it comes to boneless, or I'm sorry, when it comes to wings, I am a purist. If it doesn't have a bone in it, it's not a fucking wing. Well, I will eat buffalo you, tenders. Do you, prefer, do you prefer wings over tenders or nuggets? Yes, 100%. Yeah, me too. Now, if I'm wanting something quick and snappy and I'm, you know, on the fly just trying to eat, yeah, oh, absolutely. Fried tenders. If that's what the restaurant has, I don't have a problem eating buffalo tenders, buffalo chicken nuggets, but don't call it a fucking wing. Call it something else. Call it what Couldn't it agree. is. Couldn't agree with you more, bro. But Truly. if I'm going to a place and they have on their list, would you like bone-in wings or boneless wings? 100% of the time, I'm going bone-in. Yep. And my daughter argues, but she's like, yeah, but you're just wasting the fucking, you're getting a bone and. I'm not getting any more substance than you are in a nugget because we've seen the nuggets. They're fucking small. Mm -hmm. They're normally overbreaded because mm -hmm. they're making up that shortfall of meat with bread. Chick-fil-A. Thank you, sweet baby Chick-fil-A for doing that light, sweet breading. We appreciate you. <laughs> and by the way, they Which, marinate their chicken and, chi and pickle juice. Yeah, uh, Pickle juice and they cook it in peanut oil, which is oh, why that is so banging. Oh, okay, sure. Um but yeah, I, I'm sorry. If it's going to be a wing, it's got to have a bone in it. And be like, yeah, but I don't want to fight with the bone. That's fine. Get your boneless chicken tenders or your boneless nuggets. They're just not wings. Stop calling them fucking wings. Call them what they are. Preach, brother. Preach. And that's why I'm just like, I can't stand that shit. And if and like I said, if we go out and I've got the option, I'm going to get bone in every time. Yep. Same. Cool. All right. Now, so we agree. Here, now, hold on. Here's the follow-up question to that. Okay. Ranch, blue cheese, or blue cheese, blue really? cheese. Yeah, we. Really? If you go any other way, then I'm siding with with Grinch on John Wick Four because ranch, absolutely not. I do both actually. Oh, okay. Well, I, I look. So here's what if, I do: I do blue cheese for the wings. I do ranch for the celery and the carrots. Okay. Okay. So your salad, I got it. Got to have yeah. a salad. What's wrong with that? I mean, got to have My some vitamins in there. Yeah, my mother will joke. She's like, I love bone or bone in wings. She goes, but the wing is nothing more than a vessel to get the blue cheese from the Amen. fucking bolts of my I, mouth. I, I cannot be I cannot be any more uh in line with that thinking. Yeah. Truly. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yes. And it's gonna uh, be quality blue cheese. Like I want chunks of blue cheese. Blue I don't cheese, want yeah. yeah, yeah. I don't want some half ass blue cheese. No. And I do I like I've been to restaurants and they're I'm like blue cheese and like, oh, we only have ranch. And I'm like, Well, I'll never be coming back here. Okay. because uh, I just know when it comes to bone-in wings, wings of any type, it needs to be blue cheese. So that's where I will say I'm not a purist with pizza maybe, but when it comes to my wings, I absolutely am. And ranch, fuck off with that shit. Well, and, I wouldn't say fuck off with it, but I mean, there's definitely a hierarchy no, for sure. Not for me. And and I guess the other thing is- So let me ask you this. So is it blue cheese or bust? Yes. In other words, let me, let me rephrase. If you have wings, yes. bone-in wings sitting in front of you, and the only option is ranch or nothing. 
Do you choose ranch or do you choose nothing or do you just walk away completely? Oh no, I'm going to eat them. <laughs> I mean, that, that's not to say I haven't done ranch in a pinch. If it, it, Look, and if they are, they're like, well, we don't do blue cheese. I will say, okay, give me ranch. I just won't eat there again. And I won't have their wings. If okay. I know that, I won't order wings again. Okay. But I will I will do ranch in a pinch, but my, my preference is always going to be blue cheese. Fair play. And I guess the other thing that's weird for me when it comes, like, I love wings. And it is mild, medium, or hot. When did we get into this fascination of, you know, Asian mango, whatever? Yeah, I'm, I'm not buff, a fan. Or barbecue, nope. teriyaki, like lemon, garlic, nope. Parmesan, nope. whatever. I'm like. I mean, look, so, some of them I think have have a place. I, I don't think for me they're not a mainstay and they have a place. Right. Um, but the side part of the next part I wanted to ask you about this since we're going down this rabbit hole is breaded or not breaded? If I have my choice, I want not breaded. Okay. Yeah, not breaded. Now, I, I know places do breading. My concern with breading is they are using the breading as filler. Yeah. And and I, I don't, obviously you can't now because I know you live overseas and Publix doesn't exist overseas. But here, when you go to Publix, if you go to their deli, you can get hot and spicy wings and you can get them with or without breading. And if you get both side by side, now people, we're visual people, right? When it comes to food, what we see on the plate, we're like, oh yeah, man, we want to pay $10 and get a mound of fucking food. That's mm. just who we are as Americans. Mm. When you look at the two wings next to each other, the breaded ones look monstrous. But when you bite into them, it's a lot of breading because the wing is no different. They're the same type of wing. It just has caked on breading. And that's the part where I'm like, no, I just want fucking the mo the, the meat and the bone. That's it. Okay. Uh, and that's one of the reasons I don't like tenders or, or nuggets because they tend to use breading as a filler to make them yep. look beefier and bigger. And then you're just biting into breading. And I'm like, I don't want that. I want the okay. chicken. I'm not managed. Same protein. Okay. Give me that protein quality. Yes. Yeah. I mean, I get, I, and, and it, they're generally the same price. And you're like, well, you're getting more. No, I'm getting more bread. I don't want fucking bread. If I want bread, they put bread down on the table with butter. I'll fill up on that. Yes. Yeah, well, well, I have, I have become a bit of a snob about this. It has to be quality bread. You're not just going to let them put shit on the table. and It cannot be. The only exception are those Cheddar Bay biscuits at fucking Red Lobster. Okay, I could I could me. roll I could roll into a red lobster and throw down an entire basket of those cheddar bay biscuits all on my damn self. I don't step it's, foot in a red lobster. It's shameful. It's fucking. Look, I only go in for that. That's I could go in for that. I could I could go in for that and some like uh, some lobster bisque and roll out. You're like, I, I want a sweet tea, and can you get those biscuits on the table? You finish the yeah. basket of biscuits uh -huh. and your sweet tea, and you bounce. Uh, pretty much. <laughs> I mean, I'm I'm I can either confirm or deny that that's happened more than once, but maybe it has, maybe it hasn't. There you go. Uh, okay, let's move on. Food questions. Okay. Got yep. another one. Uh -huh. um, and it's funny, it's on the list because my daughter asked me this, except she asked it a little different. Cheesecake. Is it cheese or is it cake? Now, our question is, is cheesecake a pie? Uh -huh. But I think it would be called cheese pie if it were a pie. But I'm more curious, is it cheese or is it cake? I mean, one of the main ingredients is cheese, but it's not just cheese. It's with other ingredients. Therefore, I think it is a legit cake. Okay. But but, but, but on, by that extension, I feel like cheesecake is really more cheese pie because it's more of a pie style than it is like the consistency of what it is versus a cake. It's definitely, to me, falls more in a pie category. 
And let me explain what he means by that. When you think of cake, what's a staple ingredient in any cake that you're going to bake? You don't know? I mean, milk, flour, eggs. There it is, the second one. Flour. Flour. Yeah, yeah there's no flour in it. Yeah. There is no fucking flour in a cheesecake. Right, which is why it falls into the pie. pie. Plus, I mean, there's no fucking icing. Well, you show me you show me a cake without fucking icing and I'll give you that cake back. Well, you are, and that's what I say you are right about that. Um but you can have bunt cakes with no icing. Yeah, but that's not right. <laughs> He's like, I know my bunt cakes. I have this very good I one do that know I get my when bunt I'm back cakes. home. It's my favorite thing. That's that's what I get every year for my birthday is a bunt cake. I know, I know bunt cakes well. Thank you. In <laughs> fact, Mrs. Haas has a bunt cake pan here and has made me uh, bunt cakes a couple times. Um usually when we can only find cream cheese icing at the um specialty store. Is that your preference? Yeah. Okay. 100%. But she can't she doesn't make her own. I mean, you get cream cheese over there? Is that a thing over there? It's hard. No. Oh, I mean, you okay. Can, you can, yes. And here's what's interesting while we're on the subject. They make cheesecakes here, but they're not like ours because they do not make them with Philadelphia cream cheese, which is what I think every great cheesecake has. Okay. Well, I tell you, if you happen to come back, I'm going to make you a cheesecake with just plain old generic cheese, uh, you know, Cream cheese and okay. Philadelphia. Now let's see well, if you can tell the difference. I probably can't, but okay. my point is, is they don't make it with cream cheese. They make it with something else, I think. And so it's not, it's not the same. what you expect it to be. Nope. We just stopped getting cheesecake here. Okay. So then that's that that begs the next question since we're on cheese pie. Mm-hmm. When you go to like a cheese pie factory mm-hmm. to eat dinner and they have 47 cheese pies on their dessert menu, mm-hmm. if it isn't a, if it isn't, a New York style cheese pie, if it's some of s'mores or Snickers or red velvet, like is that cheesecake or is that just something else? Because they've just added in all kinds of shit for a different flavor profile or is New York style the only kind? I mean, I think it's probably a bastardization of it, right? Like, I don't know. I can't even tell you the last time I was in one of those places and ate one of those places, like maybe decades, seriously. Okay. Um, but but my my inkling uh, is that uh, no, probably not. I, I think you the traditional standard New York cheesecake. Boom. Because I have seen cheesecake move on. Yeah, I've seen cheesecakes where it's like a a mm-hmm. literal flour cake base with mm-hmm. cheesecake on top. And so it is a combination of those uh, okay. different textures from I mean, the actual choice. cakey cake. Choice. Yeah, yeah. Look, I think just plain New York cheesecake with either a strawberry compote or a blueberry compote or something like that. Maybe even a chocolate sauce or some caramel sauce or something on top. Sure. Okay. And that's as far but as you, you need to go. Right, right. You start throwing in all these other freaking hinky dinky creations. And uh, I, I think you start getting outside the lane of what a cheesecake is and what it isn't. Okay. You? Yeah, I, I agree. I think when you get down those weird rabbit holes with different flavors and stuff like that, where they're trying to jam things together, that's not to say they're not good. I am not saying that at all. Some of them can be quite delicious, mm-hmm. but it's it's not cheesecake. It is something else. Or 8, as you're saying, calories a bite. Right. It's go not... ahead and go ahead and get your type two diabetes medication going. So you think in the lexicon it needs to be changed to cheese pie? For sure. But does that know. sound is does that sound as yummy? Cheese Don't pie. Don't care. Does it taste good? Uh, yeah, it's gonna taste just like a cheesecake, and, and but it's it's literally a pie. I I agree with you. I think when you look I at love what pie. what's what wrong with fucking pie? pie, nothing. So my favorite foods are pies, <laughs> meat pie, 
hair pie. <laughs> Moving on. Next question. Let's I am stay. quietly nodding yes. There you go. Uh, let's let's do this in a two-parter because mm-hmm. both of these fall into this category. Okay. Uh, we're going to talk about both quesadillas okay. and hot dogs. Okay. Are those considered sandwiches? I mean, if you look at the if you look at the ingredients of a quesadilla, it's 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 um it's it's a it's a panini press right? sandwich, right? Uh, like a press, a press kind of sandwich, right? Right, it's panini. So yeah, sandwich. It's their version. It's that cuisine's version of a sandwich. Yes, hundred percent. And okay, what about a hot dog? Mm, Which yeah, I think we can agree is probably a. I'm pretty sure it is a, an, an American institution in terms of the hot dog. There are other things, sure. brats and all of that. Yeah. But when we say hot dog, that that drums up a very clear picture of I mean, what we're talking yeah. about. Yep. Um, yeah. I mean, I, I don't know how you can't say that it is. Wait. Oh, wait, that you can't say so that it is. It is. In yeah, fact yeah. I, I mean, how do, how do you if it's not a sandwich, then what is it? OK, well, according categorically to, speaking, what is it? I, I, it's not I, soup. No, but I'm going to go not out a pie or a cake. I'm going to go way outside here. Uh, Minnesota Law Review actually uh-huh. answered this question for oh, us. Oh, shit. All right. Thank you. Merriam Webster. Nice, nice to know they have enough free time up there in the perfect this. state of Minnesota. It's it. To put this to the test. Merriam Webster minds. defines a sandwich to be two or more slices of bread or uh-huh. a split roll having uh-huh. a filling in between. Mm-hmm. One slice of bread covered with food. Or, I'm sorry, or one slice of bread covered with food. Justice Ruth Bader Ginsburg even weighs in on the topic, stating that under Stephen Colbert's definition of sandwich, a hot dog is, in fact, a sandwich. How could it not be? Meets all the criteria. All the elements are met. Both Stephen Colbert and the late late Justice uh, Ginsburg say a hot dog is a sandwich. So I'm going to defer to the intelligent people in the room and say it's a sandwich. Yeah, I, I don't see how I, I don't I don't see how you can get away with saying that it's not right. Uh, so does that make a taco a sandwich? No, no. Why? Why no. is that? Just out of curiosity. Well, it's not on two pieces of bread. Okay, but what Justice Ruth Bader Ginsburg, or I'm sorry, not her. Uh, two or more slices of bread or a split roll or one slice of bread covered with food. A taco is one slice of bread just folded in half. Would it be a sandwich? Oh, see, now I don't you're think thinking. So. No, yeah, I don't not. think so because it's not the same consistency. Like so you're a hot dog bun, or well, I don't know. I mean, because the quesadilla. quesadilla, yeah, yeah. But again, you're talking I'm still quesadillas. Say no, because a taco's a taco, bro. No, no. Like, <laughs> I mean, I mean, you know, like it, it's a category of its own, you know, Thing. by its own right. Okay. You know, so no, a taco's a taco. Taco, okay. Hot dog, hot dog, and quesadilla will will agree. Or sandwiches, a yep. taco. You're saying no, okay. Uh, yep. How would Grinch weigh on the quesadilla? I, I think he would just say he doesn't give a shit as long as it doesn't have seafood in it. Oh, I see. I would agree with that. He's like, you put yeah. seafood in it, go fuck yourself. Yeah, he's like, I don't care. Just just give me quality food. Let me get on with my day. I don't care. Look, I know he's not here. So just between you and I, if if the yeah. four of us happen to get together, yeah. Let's see if we can just slip him some seafood and see if he notices. I think it's a mental thing. I mean, uh, I'm not. 
I don't see how you can't not like seafood. And now I'm questioning I, I if agree. I should even be friends with an individual I, that doesn't I, like seafood. I'm not, I'm not going to go that far. I understand. <laughs> I understand why. I understand why you feel vehemently the way you do because you're right and he's wrong. And the, again, he's not wrong often, but when he is, holy shit! We're going to shine a spotlight like, on it repeatedly. I mean, bro. And I just don't think he knows what he's missing. I think if honestly, I think if we could introduce him to quality seafood. He'd be in to win. Like he, he'd be an addict. He'd be, he, he would. I mean, it'd be a complete one eighty. Like he probably would eat nothing else. Right. He, he'd end up with fucking gout because he would eat seafood so much. And never mind some of the health benefits related to to seafood and eating seafood. Now, obviously, if you're grabbing seafood and deep frying it to fucking eat it, that's not healthy. But there are some some health benefits, especially sushi. And not oh. everything in moderation, but yep. it's like come yeah, on. Yeah, you do have to watch out for the um, the. Um, not the omega three levels. Help me out here. Um, mercury, the mercury levels. Uh, heavy, heavy metals. Yes. Yeah, the heavy metal stuff. Yep. Yeah, Grinch, you love heavy metal music. I don't. I don't understand what the problem is here. <laughs> Fish has heavy metal. <laughs> yes, it does. You Get can listen together, to heavy metal bro. while eating heavy metals. Right. Slacker. Come on, man. What a yeah, shame. It does call into question a number of decisions he's made over the years. Now. Yeah. Yeah. I and mean, it was interesting the day he told us, cause I'm like, how have I known you this long? And I didn't realize you didn't like fucking seafood. I, I love that. We're still learning things about each other. It makes me happy. Definitely helps. Except when, you know, people are just so wrong. Yes. You can't. Uh, all right. We went from toilet paper in the toilet to food. So let's make another natural pivot here. Okay. Um, you're a social media guy. Now, now, look, two and a half, three years ago when we did our social media podcast, the fifth episode, you were a diehard social media guy. And I know when we did a, the later one, that kind of you have, have adjusted your way of thinking. But one of your questions was, is Instagram a, fall, a, val, a, phallic, a valid form of research? Yes, so Instagram if, is very phallic in nature. It is, yes, yes. If I if I send out a news article and you're you're doing some research, uh, you know, correlating it to other sites and other articles and other information, is Instagram the place you should be going to get that information? It it depends. I don't think it's a black and white uh, issue answer. I think, um, well, the, the one thing I learned in all the legal classes I took was, well, number one. Um, you should always check multiple sources when doing okay. research and you should always get independent variable sources to, to, to agree on something. So that's number one. And you should verify that the reliable narrators contributing to those articles or whatever. Right. Um, and then the second one was, is that Google Wikipedia and social media generally speaking are not good sources for research. You can get burned on that real quick. Now, this was quite a few years ago. So I'd say the first half of that statement I made is still holds true. You should definitely multiple independent sources, make sure they're reliable narrators, people you can trust. Okay. Um, I do believe that there are pockets of social media where you can rely on the information. But again, I go back to rule number one, which is it can't be the only source. Like Check you need to verify check. that source in other places to confirm, yeah, right. the validity behind it. And I think for me, every, and maybe this is a cynical way, and I don't want to be cynical here, but I think everything 
everyone and every approach has an agenda. I mean, we I think we naturally come to the table with an agenda. If it is the Washington Post, if it is Fox News, if it's the New York Times, they have their particular agenda that they're going to be pushing with the articles that they write in whichever way they lean, left, right, or middle. And I don't think social media is any different. So you're absolutely right. When you're verifying and you're checking, you can't go to one source because they have their leaning. So you have to check multiple sources. And if you don't, then you're failing yourself in terms of the information that you're gathering. Yeah. So no. I, I would agree. Like, I'm not saying it's not a place that you can garner research, but it shouldn't be the only place you go. And yeah, you unless unless you're Grinch trying to hype up John Wick 4 and you just start grasping at every, you know, half-wit, half-baked, you know, douche-nozzle writer out there talking about how great it is. And, you know, th then then you start slinging that hash. Well, I will say this. He has been sending out a lot of reviews. Now, and again, this is what I talk about agendas. He's been sending out a lot of reviews about John Wick because I think somewhere, somehow he thinks he's still trying to, or he's going to be able to sway your opinion. I would like to see him send out some positive reviews, but send out some negative reviews. Show both sides. Say, look, nothing's without flaws. Here's yeah. a negative review. You know what I'm saying? Like, and and that's why when we did the episode and I said, I hadn't seen a whole lot of negativity based on this show. And you said, oh, I've got one for you. And you read out, it was from the insider.com and you talked about, so that's not to say that there aren't, there isn't negativity out there. But I mean, if you are truly trying to sway somebody, go, look, I get it. Here's positive. And you're right. Here's some negative. And then make your opinion based on all of the facts, both good and bad. Yeah. Look, I mean, truth be told is I, I, I'm not there yet, but I'm sure at some point uh, I will be tempted to watch it again just to see if I overlooked something or whatnot. But I'm telling you, I've had this conversation with the people I watched this movie with, and we're all still in agreement. It sucks. It is not. Okay. And again, I'm not weighing in one way or the other because he's not here to defend it. And I'm sorry. Uh, I have That's to not, ignore what you're not putting my in choice. chat. I have to ignore what you're putting in chat um, because you I know you'll, you'll sell me down the river. <laughs> Uh, I was offended. I would never, sir. How dare you? I know. I was offended by this question. Art is the most useful major. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I, I, I did that particularly out there. Yeah. Because I know um, you're an art major. You are a true lover of all forms of art for the most part, I think. Um, and not even if it is the most useful major, but I mean... I mean, I guess that's that's the degree we have to take it, right? Like, it's an, we can agree it's an important major, right? Like, I mean, we enjoy music. We enjoy uh, movies, you know, that aren't shitty like John Wick 4. We enjoy television shows. We enjoy um, paintings, and we enjoy sculptures, and we enjoy, I mean, all forms of art, yeah? Right. Agree? Yes, yes. But is it the most useful and most important major? Now, I will make the argument that to a certain degree, yes, because I spent my formative years in education being taught um, how to look at things in a very linear fashion, A, B, C, D. And I mean, that that's generally how, I mean, that's how you read out the alphabet, right? And there's a reason we teach kids that way in their formative years. We want to think, we want them thinking linearly. Because we want them, we want to make sure that they arrive at the answer properly. 
And, you know, it's why teachers made you show your work on a fucking test because they wanted to know how you got to the answer, because we do have a very linear fashion in terms of how we educate the youth of America. The upside to an art major is from a creative standpoint, it allows you to begin thinking non-linearly. And so if I need to get to Z, someone's going to go, those linear thinkers are going to go A, B, C, D, E, F, G, H, I, K, and blah. I may be going, well, A, J, M, S, Z, and I get there faster because I have a nonlinear approach from a creative perspective. It allows me to look at the world in a different way. Yep. Now, there is absolutely nothing wrong with linear thinkers because they will get to their in answer. Certain, in certain professions, I would agree. Of course. I, of I course. think there's absolutely professions where linear thinking is not ideal. If you are, I think from a business perspective, if you're just trying to run a business and you know a linear approach is perfectly fine. Okay. The people that the people that will manage to grow a business and be wildly successful in business tend to be nonlinear thinkers, and they tend to take a different approach. But you can absolutely run a business as a linear thinker. I but I absolutely would tell you, if if you have not taken a creative class, creative writing, uh, art, something like that in your time, you've done yourself a disservice because it will absolutely teach you to look at the world in a different way. Now, did I get a fine art degree in studio art with a focus in? Uh, 3D media, 3D and extended media, sculpture and extended media. Yes. Did I double down on unemployment? 100%. I mean, that's unfortunately what that degree got me. But did that stop me? I mean, no. it worked out. At the end of the day, it worked out. Absolutely, it did. I just, I, I pivoted. But I'm, I'm fairly confident there was a, a, a short, brief period of time there where you were like, man, what the fuck was I thinking? <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, you're, you're going to school. Unfortunately, where I was going to college was not exactly the heartbed of the art arena and it's in and that's what they told us is like if you're not going to la chicago san francisco or new york are you sure this is what you want to do and i was like well i'm not 20 i had two kids i couldn't just up and move to any of those locations so it's like okay how do i make this work for me and what i did was i pivoted from sculptural art to a digital format and you know started doing graphic design and multimedia film and video and things like that so yes it did work out in the end but my focus at the time was I wanted to do something creative. I wanted to do something art related. And so I thought this was the best approach. And it wasn't until I got well into it before somebody said, you're not exactly where you, you know, you're not living where you should be to be successful. So yeah. you're going to have to start considering that. And, you know, and like you said, it, it worked well, out in the end because I made a choice to pivot, staying in a creative field, but just pivoting my approach to what I was doing. But... Suffice to say, your part, yeah, yeah, suffice to say, uh, is it the best degree? I don't know if it's the best degree, but it will absolutely help you look at the world in an entirely different way, which can be beneficial. Well, and I find it to be as essential as many of the other degrees that are more highly touted. Right. You know, I mean, the, the best way, you know, my wife is very much into the arts. Yeah. And I have been for a long time. Like, I mean, I was going to the high museum and to operas and plays and musicals well before anybody else I knew our age group was doing that. And I still enjoy that stuff. Um, thanks mama and papa Haas for that, by the way, I really appreciate the fact that they made us cultural. Um, I, I feel as though, uh, we don't give it as much import as we should. Um, because the way it was worded to me was take away all the art that you enjoy in your daily life. And let me know how that works out for you. You no leisure reading, no, no musical listening, no, Netflix and chill. No, nothing. Right. How boring would life be without art? It'd be fucking. I would go so far as to make this statement. Would it even be worth living? 
I think art is what makes life worth living. And the rest of it just, what, is us getting by? It's a means to enjoy our time where we get to enjoy art. Right. And I know we say art, but really what you mean is creativity. There's the, the you know, the creative arts, because it can be music, yeah. it can be visual. Yeah, um, yeah. There are a number right. of things in terms of the creative arts. Uh, yeah, because yeah. I think if even if you're a music professional, I mean, the, the way in which you view things is different than the way in which, say, a linear thinker, uh, an engineer would approach things. And I would be bored as an engineer. I'm not sure life would be worth yeah. living if I was an engineer. I get it. Now, what people go, yeah, but I make a shit ton of money as an that? engineer. You never know. That's true. That is 100% true. You know, and and so that is just me speculating that I wouldn't be happy as an engineer, but who knows? Uh, could I do it? Sure, I could. I'm intelligent enough. I mean, did you, if someone, yeah, if someone had told you 30 years ago that you were going to be making a nice living as a graphic art and designer, would you, you'd have, you'd have, I, I think an 18 year old, you would have been like, fuck you, nah. -uh. No, I wouldn't. I'm, I'm, I'm going to be doing real art, motherfuckers. That's right. Uh, well, when I was 18, I wanted to play music. Yeah. Thanks mom for not letting me do that. <laughs> she was the one that was like, no, you need a job. You need a job that pays the bills. Uh, because that was how she was brought up. And it is one of her biggest criticisms about herself. And she wishes she hadn't done that. Uh, because especially like through this podcast, that's one of the things through this podcast that she learned about me was she didn't realize the depth and breadth of how much I enjoy music. Oh, bro. And I don't know anybody. I mean, Grinch is a close second, a very close second. I don't know anybody, and I've met a lot of people in my life, that knows as much about music and has such a passion, a genuine, sincere passion for music as you do. And it's not just listening. It's also playing. I mean, I, I own a myriad of instruments, and, and I, I've always enjoyed playing, and it's been one of those things where it's been relaxing and a way to unwind. And I grew up in a – I won't say I grew up in a musically driven family, but my mom's dad, my grandfather, whom I'm named after – played jazz music for years. And so he was the first one that bought me a guitar when I was 12. And he was the one that taught me uh, kind of my formative years in playing music, but I've always enjoyed music. And, uh, you know, it was something, if I could go back, if you asked 18 year old me, that's what I would have wanted to do. And unfortunately here I am now, but I love what I do today. I really enjoy it, but you know, life's funny that way you never know how shit's gonna turn out at 18 you thought you were going to texas a&m and you were going to be in physical therapy and you were going to be doing yep. shit for a nfl team someday 100 percent. it's funny how life throws us a curveball and we just make it happen but you know i look at i look at where we're at and i'm not mad no how can you be how mad. can you be well um, you know what with that being said brother we got through a number no, of topics today we in did terms we did pretty good bro oh yes we did and, and i don't think we we weren't too hard on the boys were we I mean, all things considered, no, not at all. I think no. we weren't really light on them. In we fact, should have been bastards. I know, should have. But, but that, that just goes to show the gentlemen that, that we, we are. are. Yes. This could have gone wildly different, guys. So you know, just be mindful of that next time you decide. That's oh, right. well, we're not going to be there. Mm-hmm. You know, we just won't remember, always be this sweet. We're in Haas, gentlemen of the podcast. That's it. That's it. Even if Haas is wrong about John Wick 4, he's still a gentleman. Even when he's not wrong <laughs> about John Wick 4, he still takes the high road. Oh, aren't you adorable? Not on Friday nights, you take the low road. It depends. Depends on which week it is. Well, I mean, that's good. You, know? you got to break it up. You got to, you know, keep it interesting. Yeah, yeah. Can't do the same thing of all the course. time. 
All know, right, ladies and sometime, gentlemen. Sometimes you're the, the the person peeing, and sometimes you're the person getting peed on. That's, that's it. That's just what it is. It's all about yeah. it. Go out, listen to our episodes 177, roughly 178, uh, out there in, in 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 the ether that you can listen to. And you know, feel free if if you're playing catch up, go back to episode one and catch up. 177 episodes. It's going to take you a while, but we definitely would love to have you here and caught up with us. Uh, as always, if you would like to drop us a line, the four horsemen at dispiriteddebate.com. Hit us up there. A topic you'd like us to debate, a drink you would like us to try. I actually, just had one come in from. Um, uh, Dirty Sanchez, uh, your brother, um, Gomez, Scruffy yeah. Gomez. He sent in a topic, so we're going to have to look at that, review that. The boys will have to meet. We'll have to discuss it. Maybe we can do that, possibly get him on if it's feasible. We will see. But uh, yeah, obviously, Four Horsemen, AspiritedDebate.com. Drop us a line. We would love to, if we can, if you drop us a topic, get you on, and we can talk about it. With that being said, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to go ahead and call it a day. Haas, thank you for being here. I love you. Thank I you, love sir. doing this love week too, in and week out. And yep. we will do this again next week. So thank back. you. Back. Grinch, we miss you, buddies. Hurry back. Be safe. views, information, or opinions expressed during the A Spirited Debate podcast series or any affiliated podcast are solely those of the hosts or guests involved and do not represent those of people, institutions, or organizations that the hosts or guests may or may not be associated with in a professional or personal capacity unless explicitly stated. While guests are invited to listen, listeners acknowledge that they are not being provided professional advice from the podcast or its guests. The content within the parameters of A Spirited Debate podcast series or any affiliated podcast are for entertainment and educational purposes only. Any views or opinions are not intended to malign any religion, ethnic group, club, organization, company, or individual.